Hello, and welcome to Miss Genealogy, the podcast, where my number one goal is to get you fired up about family history. Times have changed, and family history isn't just for your grandma. You can sneak it into your everyday life, and the blessings far outweigh any sacrifice, I promise. This podcast is all about connecting to your family, both past and present, and I am so glad that you're here. Hey guys, happy Thursday. It is March 1st, and I am kicking off season two of the Miss Genealogy podcast. Thank you so much for your patience. I've been trying to figure out a system that's going to work for me and my schedule and my life, and I think that this is going to work really well. So starting now, I'm going to release a new episode for the next 13 weeks, and then it'll be right before my baby's born. The last one will air, and then I'm going to take a 13-week break during the summer, and then I'll start back up again for season three in the fall. So hopefully we will have some more consistency around here. I'm so grateful for your patience with me as I try to figure this whole podcasting thing out. So thanks again for your support and your encouragement, and I'm excited for season two. So today I am really excited to introduce you to Jamie Decker. She has an Instagram account called Welsh Wagon Wheels, and she has an incredible story, and I'm really excited for you to get to know her. Before we jump into that, I just wanted to remind you that if you're listening real time, uh, yesterday was the first day of Roots Tech 2018, which is the largest family history conference in the world. It's held here in Salt Lake City, and I will be here today, tomorrow, and Saturday. And so if you run into me or if you want to message me on Instagram or Facebook, we can set up a time to meet up. I'd love to meet with you and chat about all things family history. So if you're listening to this in the future and you've missed Roots Tech, have no fear because you can catch many of the replays online and there's just lots of good stuff and such a amazing energy and it's just yeah, it's great to be surrounded by people who have similar interests and a love for this wonderful work. So without further ado, here is Jamie. All right. I have Jamie Decker on the line and Jamie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on the podcast today. I'm super excited to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. I think this is just one more reason that social media is so amazing because I had no idea that you even existed a few weeks ago. And then Sarah, who's um, I'm going to be interviewing next week, but she does the Kindred Press and she posted about you and I found you through her. So I just think technology is amazing. Yeah, it really is. (laughs) After looking at your Instagram page and seeing that we have lots of similarities and you share the same love for family history that I do. I would love to know how you came to love family history and preserving memories. Yeah, it's really interesting. So, okay, I wasn't raised in the Mormon church. Um, I kind of knew a little bit about how my grandmother, she would talk, she was from Utah. So she would talk, yeah, she would talk a little bit about like, you know, oh, our ancestors crossed the plains, you know, and I didn't really know what that meant. Um, but I do know that I, I have a lot of happy memories from my granny is what I called her. Uh-huh. And we'd have like family barbecues and get togethers and, and things like that. And I was always interested in family. Um, 
I always felt a strong desire for it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it wasn't until my twenties, actually, um, I was kind of going through a weird phase in life. Um, my parents actually got a divorce um, when I was 23. And so, you know, that kind of put me and my sister in like a weird place. Like it's weird to be an adult child of divorced parents and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It makes you want to focus more on family and how you're going to do things in the future and so on. Um, and so around that time, I had some friends that were LDS and they invited me to church and I was secretly very, very interested in mm-hmm. the church, <laughs> but it wasn't one of those things that I wanted to be really open about. So it would be like, you know, I'd be under the blankets watching like the restoration film, like in my room at night. Oh, like, wow. I was just so curious, you know, and so I would, I would read and, and learn more and, it sort of grew to be like an obsession. Like I was just like, I need to find out what is so good about this church. You know, like these Mormons, they know something about keeping families together, you know? And so I I wanted that for myself. I didn't know quite what it was, but I wanted it. Um, And so lucky for me, you know, I found the gospel and I was baptized and um, good things started to come into my life. And, you know, I really started to grow a testimony of the church. And so at that point, I started to get a little bit into family history. Mm. Um, And I had a friend who showed me the Family Search website. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And so I knew the name of one ancestor that my granny always talked about. Mm -hmm. And and she was able to show me on Family Search, you know, how other people, because it's a crowdsourced site, other people, other cousins and things will add pictures and information. And so I had all these ancestors (laughs) that went back so, so far. And I was like, wow. And they were all Welsh and they were all pioneers and they all settled in Utah and Idaho. And it was just the most amazing thing to me. Wow. Um, it really, it was amazing. And, you know, it really gave me strength because, you know, after I got baptized and I got married, um, you know, my sister actually passed away very unexpectedly. And so I think those things sort of make you turn your heart to, family. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't really get into family history until something sad happens. Um, But that was sort of what caused me to have a deeper interest Mm -hmm. in family history. And, you know, I always say like my ancestors, like I didn't find my ancestors, they Mm -hmm. found me, you know. (laughs) So I, I like to think of it as like a deeply spiritual connection to my ancestors. Yeah. Oh, that is such a cool story. Thank you so much for sharing that, Jamie. I think it's so true that I I always I feel that deep connection to the spirit world and to our ancestors and I feel like it is such a spiritual thing and something that it's hard for our human minds to comprehend, I feel like. I think when we when we when everything is revealed to us and we understand everything, it's just gonna it's gonna blow our minds, I think, how much they're connected to our lives. So definitely. So yeah. Yeah. Very cool story. Do you so you kind of talked a a little bit about you said there was only one name that you had that your granny talked about. Um, I'm curious if you feel the strongest connection to that person, or do you have a different favorite ancestor that you can tell us a little bit about? As a matter of fact, yes, this one particular ancestor that I knew all about, my 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 dad would jokingly call him the Grand Pooba <laughs> because he was like the one famous ancestor <laughs> that everybody knew about, right? Like he was the big deal ancestor. Um, his name was his name was R. T. Owens, Richard Richard okay. T. Owens, and um, 
and uh, he was actually the firstborn son of Welsh Mormon mm. converts. Um, his parents came over from Wales, and um, his mother was pregnant with him when she was on the Mormon trail. And and it was a really miraculous thing of his birth when she got to Utah. She was in labor, and she went to go cross the Weber River, and um, a person like a stranger, a man came out of nowhere on horseback and she couldn't speak English and he helped her across wow. the river. And so she was able to, yeah. So, so this lady helped her give birth. And then later on his father came with a team of oxen and everything like that. But he grew up and he went on to do all these great things. Like he was a, a fixture in the community of Malad, Idaho, which is a little tiny mm-hmm. town about 15 minutes more. Yeah. Um, and he um, he was he went on to be a teacher and he studied at the University of Deseret, which is now University of Utah. And he um, he was a state senator from Idaho, from his county. And he did a lot of really great things and he left a really great legacy behind. And so I don't know, like whenever I, I keep a little picture of him on my desk and mm-hmm. whenever I see his picture, I just. I hope that I make, I hope that I make him oh, proud. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure that you already have made him proud. So, <laughs> Hopefully. yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. So that's the that's the one guy that your grandma, your granny would talk about. Yeah, and she had a lot of memories of him too. And I think that he just I don't know his presence really left a mark on the family. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I feel like his family is a big part of why I am who I am. I love that. Awesome. So can you tell us a little bit, you've shared already a little bit about your life, but maybe a little bit about your your own little family that you're creating and how you incorporate family history into your life. Yeah. So like, I'm really grateful that my kids actually really love to hear about family history. Uh-huh. Like my, my daughter, I have three, I have three girls and um, I try to have like family home evenings where we can do family history related stuff. Like I remember one time we printed out different flags of countries that our ancestors are Mm -hmm. from um, and we'll make treats. Like one time we made Welsh cakes and another time we made a Scandinavian um, baked goods. And we'll tell a little story about an ancestor from, you know, the country of origin and um, the kids, they really like that. Like they really like the pioneer stories. I think there's something about like, kids on the mm-hmm. the trail that they really can relate to, you know? Um, and so I try to incorporate stories into family home evening. And I also like to have my home and the artwork and the surroundings sort of reflect our, our heritage mm-hmm. and our ancestry, you know, um, like last year at Roots Tech, um, there were the property brothers, Drew and mm-hmm. Jonathan Scott, and they gave it, they were keynote speakers. Yeah. And, um, and they said something that really inspired me. They were talking about how they like to place things in homes when they renovate a home or decorate a home. They like to put things in the home that are meaningful to that family or that person. Like they'll find an heirloom uh-huh. or something like that to make it a set. And so I try to, I try to keep that in mind. Like when I am decorating my home or whatever, um, just putting paintings or, quotes or pictures that remind me of my ancestors and my heritage and the things that are important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. I remember that too from the Property Brothers. They did such a great job. So anyone listening, I'm pretty sure you can go back and watch the old, you know, the archived videos from Roots Tech. Their presentation was really, really good. And that's another thing. I think it's just so interesting that we, 
we're both young moms and we were both there and I didn't meet you. So are you going to be at Roots Tech this, this coming year? Unfortunately not. We just were closing on our house this weekend. And so I have oh, to okay. be there, but oh my gosh, I really wish I was there and I will definitely be there next year. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I know it's something that I look forward to. It's like my big thing that I do every year. My one splurge as a mom, I have to go to Roots Tech. Yeah. I love it so much. Yes. I went last year with a baby. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I've I've gone the last four years and I've been pregnant. This will be my second time being like very pregnant. So, oh. so yeah, it can sometimes it gets a little intense, but yeah, but it's fun. It is fun. Okay, so your Instagram is Welsh Wagon Wheels, and when I was scrolling through your feed when I first found you, I was just super inspired by everything that you post. But you talked about this epic family history trip, road trip that you took, I'm pretty sure last summer. And I you talked a little bit about it in that post, but I would love to know more and what inspired you to go on it and how it all panned out. So if you yeah, if you want to just share about that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, being pregnant and having small kids, (laughs) that's exactly what was going on at that point in my life. So I was pregnant with my third and um, and I had two littles at home and it was summer and the nature, like my husband, the nature of his work is that he's super busy in the summer. Like he's hardly, he works very, very long days. And so um, Mm -hmm. it's hard for us to take family vacations during the summer. Um, So we hadn't planned on taking any vacations. Um, but one day we were just sitting at home and school had recently gotten out and, and all of a sudden I was just like, what are we doing here? Like, let's get in the car and take a road trip. Like, <laughs> and I, you know, I, I proposed this idea to my husband and I'm pretty sure he thought I was insane. And, <laughs> um, but you know, the next day we were packed and we were like, we're driving to Utah to visit family and friends. So, and we live live in Philadelphia. So this is not a hop, skip and a jump. But anyway, we got in our car and, you know, it's funny because by the time I realized maybe this was not a good idea, I was already in Ohio. So it's like, (laughs) and this was just you with your girls, right? Your husband didn't come. Correct. It was just us. Okay. But you know, it's, it's funny. It was actually, it wasn't that scary. Like we were able to stay in hotels and we had cell service and you know, it was fine. Right. (laughs) But um, yeah, so we, we decided to just drive across the country and we drove through Nauvoo um, and we saw the sites there, me and my kids. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that was really cool. I had an ancestor who actually met Lucy Mack Smith there. And so I went into the front and yeah. And, and it was fun to kind of see all that stuff. And then we drove through Keokuk, Iowa, um, which is where my Welsh ancestors actually departed for their journey West. And then, wow. Yeah. And then we got to stay at winter quarters, Nebraska. Um, and of course I tried to make it a point to stop at all these places where my ancestors had been. So Mm -hmm. we saw the little museum there at winter quarters and, um, you know, I drove to the little corner of the street where one of my ancestors had camped, you know, during the stay at winter quarters. And it was just really cool to stand in the places where they stood. And um, I didn't go exactly on the Mormon trail because it's a little bit, it's like about 40 miles north of the main highway route. So Uh I kind of just had to drive through, but there's a lot of really cool stuff. Like Nebraska seems like a really flat, boring place, but there's actually a lot of really cool, just like pioneer 
stuff. Like there's a really cool mm-hmm. pioneer museum right in the middle of, of Nebraska. And um, of course, driving through Wyoming and, and eventually into Utah and then California. Wow. Um, yeah, we, we did all that. We, well, we got to Utah and we were like, well, we might as well just go to California because, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it was really just an experience. It was just an unforgettable experience, like to be able to, to physically visit all of the places that my ancestors lived and had been and going to like the Salt Lake Cemetery and finding ancestors that were buried there. I mean, mm-hmm. I had li- I used to live in Utah, and I didn't know that they were all buried here. Like, right. <laughs> you know? So it's like now that I know, I have to go back and pay more attention to this stuff. But uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, at the time I didn't even know, but but it was really just it really changed my view on the world. I think, and it really just kind of like brought me into what is actually important. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think it was really good. It was a really good perspective and it really changed my view, my entire world view. Yeah, that's amazing. I think it's so incredible that you just decided that you were going to do it and you just woke up and did it the next day. <laughs> <laughs> I think people thought I was crazy, but it was fun. <laughs> so how long was this trip total? How many days did it take you? Um, I think it took me about, well, we took our time. It took about three or four days to get to Utah. And then to California in between staying, we were gone all together about a month. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And did yeah. you stay with family during that time or just hotels the yeah. whole way or yeah? Um, yeah, we stayed with family and then, you know, some interspersed in between family. There was like a few hotels that we stayed at, but uh-huh. uh, yeah, for the most part, we stayed with family. Um, I did learn that you can't just drop into like random hotels in the middle of summer because they're all booked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you wouldn't, think that, you wouldn't think, but it's like every little hotel on the highway, like oh, in the middle man. of the summer, because there's rodeo days and there's just uh-huh. like everything. So yeah, there were a couple of times where I was driving well into the middle of the night, just trying to find uh-huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> that is such an adventure. What did your girls think of? I guess you had two girls at the time. So what did they think of the whole experience? Um, they, they really loved it. And I think it was very memorable for them. Like we really bonded and I think it was really an unforgettable experience. Of course, I think the long days in the car after a while were kind of hard. Like they were ready to go home at the end, but mm-hmm. um, they took it surprisingly well, actually. They were, they were pretty entertained and it was really fun. Like it's weird how, um, I don't know, refreshing it is to be on the road. Like it really yeah. just does something good for your soul. <laughs> yes, I know. It's so inspiring to me. I, my husband, his job is like, he can't take a ton of time off of work either. And so I feel like sometimes I get left feeling like, oh, if only we could just, you know, have this time to go as a family, but I could totally just do it on my own and we could, I could make memories with my kids. So (laughs) I think it's really inspiring. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who maybe feel like, you know, they've got these ants or these pioneer, this pioneer heritage back East or, or whatever the case may be, where they feel just a little bit overwhelmed or like they can't do it on their own. And you are such a great example of just making it happen. So thank you. So I love that. I think it's very inspiring. And it makes me want to go on a really long road trip with my kids. 
Yeah, it was totally fun. I would totally recommend people to do it. Just get in the car and go. You mm-hmm. know, it's like people are pretty and people are pretty friendly and helpful. Like it's not as scary as you'd think, especially in some of those states like Nebraska and Iowa. Like people are very just down to earth mm-hmm. and helpful, and it's really easy. I mean. There was this one place that we stopped. It was called. It's called Mount Pisgah. It actually has some significance in the church history, mm. and um, and I had been there before when I was first married. And so it's basically like um, it was an encampment um, when the pioneers were heading west, and a lot of people died there. Mm. Um, it was it was actually really sad and somber, um, but they had the hope of of going west. And so I've had a lot of experiences with that place, but I, I pulled in there right as the sun was setting and it was kind of a remote area. And there was a farmer that lived like right next to it. And I saw him coming down the road with his truck and I was a little nervous mm-hmm. at first, but he came out and it's just like, you know, he was full on like wearing overalls, <laughs> like chewing like something. I don't know. Like he just got out of the car and was like, you know, he, he I think he even said, howdy. Like he's like, howdy. <laughs> I'm like, hi. <laughs> and he's like, He's like, do you know about the history of this place? And I'm like, actually a little bit. And then so he started telling me all this history of Mount wow. And I'm like, yeah. And he was just so friendly. And, you know, and he's like, well, you know, I'll let you go. And he took off. But um, that was just a really, like, common thing. Like, there were a lot of people on the road that were like that, that just were really helpful and kind. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was encouraging. Oh, I love that. <laughs> That's a really cool story. So it sounds like you didn't plan ahead of time a ton I feel like me personally I feel sometimes I feel like I gotta plan out every single detail (laughs) to make sure that this this happens effectively but I love that that you just yeah you just did it so and any tips for just kind of on the fly big epic family road trip like this Yeah, you know, I would say just don't have too many expectations because sometimes the the best adventures happen when you least Mm -hmm. expect it that's great advice. You know? Awesome. Well, this is, yeah, seriously, very inspiring to me. So <laughs> I'll have to keep you posted if I end up taking my kids and going on a big road trip. Yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> so I'd love to hear, since you're big into family history, there's a lot of people who feel like they need to wait until they're super old to get into it, or they just feel like they don't know where to start or they don't have time. So I'd love to hear what tips you give to others. As lo- I'm guessing that you've heard the same excuses from people and maybe just favorite things that you like to share with people and yeah tips on how to get started yeah definitely like I I I hear people all the same all the time like when they're talking to me because they know I'm into family history they're like oh you know I just haven't been bitten by Uh the bug yet or (laughs) something like that and it's just like you know I guess I understand that um but anybody can contribute to family history like family history is not just for you know grandmas or old people or whatever, like family history, because of all of the technology now, um, with everything being digitized, um, everybody has something to contribute to family Mm -hmm. history. We're creating our family history as we speak, um, just documenting our children's lives and stuff like that. But, um, you know, really one thing that I think that younger generations can work on is digitizing photos Mm. and, um, capturing stories Mm -hmm. Because that's really what brings it to life, isn't it? Yes. You know, I mean, like you can go on to search or Ancestry and you can see this name and dates and stuff. And that doesn't mean a whole lot. But if there's a picture um, and you see some family resemblance in that picture mm-hmm. or you hear a story or, you know what I mean? Like that makes them 
a little bit more relatable. And, and I think that we can add our creativity to our family stories and just fill in what we know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you have a memory of your grandma 20 years ago, write it down. I mean, yes, put in what you know Uh and the rest will surprisingly just come to life and it will, it will fill itself in. Mm, That's such a good tip. I think especially in this day when we are so like images are so big Instagram, you know, you're scrolling through Facebook, you're scrolling through, you want to just see that image and photos. They just really bring to life people's lives and, And I think that's super important and such a good tip, especially for all those people who are really, you know, we're all really good with technology and that's one of our strengths. And so I think that's really good to focus, focus on your strengths with, you know, if you're big into technology and photos, then digitize those because when they get, you know, your grandma might have a box of them up in her attic. And then when she passes away, what's going to happen to them? It's yeah. You just never know. So exactly. So yeah. yeah. A- ask her who she. Ask her who those mm-hmm. people are. Take a picture with your cell phone. You know what I mean? Because a lot of that stuff is like we have these these pile of pictures, but right. who are they? Yeah. You know? Ask who they are. Yes. <laughs> awesome tip. Thank you, Jamie. All right. Well, it has been such a treat to talk to you. I am just so inspired by your story and all the things that you do. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us today? Um. I don't think so. No. Yeah. You got it all. Okay. Well, thank you again. Maybe just before we leave, just let my listeners know where they can find more of you and follow along in your journey. Sure. Um, I have an Instagram um, at Welsh Wagon Wheels. um, And I have a link to a blog, which I don't update very often. Mostly I post family history tidbits and just things on my Instagram. So, okay. Awesome. Well, thank you again, Jamie. Thank you. It has been such a treat. You guys, thanks so much for being here. It means the world to me to be able to share my passion for family history with all of you. If you haven't done so yet, feel free to leave me a review on iTunes. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at Miss Genealogy. If you want to shoot me an email, you can do that at missgenealogy.jessie, J-E-S-S-I-E, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear how you are getting fired up about family history work. See you next week.